With us today is former Congressman Peter King, and uh, so many things happening in our country. You know, I, I want a common sense uh, opinion of, I mean, we're all concerned. Congressman King, there's so many things going on. Where do you want to start today? John, I think we could start maybe with the shootings in Nashville. Uh, you know, this, they were tragic, absolutely tragic. I think too often, though, you find both sides not using common sense. I mean, the first thing Joe Biden talks about is, and the Democrats talk about is doing away with assault weapons. Now, having said that, I voted to ban assault weapons. But that's only a small part of the answer. The fact is most of the shootings in this country are not carried out with assault weapons. So I think it's wrong to emphasize that. On the other hand, Republicans shouldn't just say we do nothing about assault weapons. Let's have stricter mental health tests. Let's really decide why we need these, you know, these heavy-duty weapons. And I say assault weapons, that could, you know, technically they're not, but whatever you, know, you want to call the AR-15, find some ways to restrict their use or restrict the number of people who can get them. I mean, I would favor an outright ban, but I understand there's different attitudes around the country. Let's try and sit down at the table rather than Democrats immediately saying let's ban assault weapons, Republicans saying no, and nothing happens. I think we can make some inroads there. And I think we need stricter mental health standards. Uh, uh, whether or not this shooter would have qualified for that, I don't know. But we have to have that the uh, records are more up to date as far as a person with a mental health condition attempting to buy a heavy-duty weapon like this, having a, a, a wait period, 15, 20 days, 30 days, to, you know, to fully check it out. Uh, so that, to me, is something instead... Uh, one of the reasons we have these uh, events, these tragedies, is because of mental health, because of uh, anxiety in society. Uh, and it doesn't help to have both sides just screaming at each other from their, you know, from their respective corners. It's, uh, it's, to me, that just adds to the uh, danger. Another issue, John, that really is becoming more and more dangerous is uh, uh, Taiwan and China. And I strongly support Taiwan. I realize China is really trying to expand the uh, president of Taiwan was in the country this week meeting with uh, Kevin McCarthy. I think Kevin McCarthy did the right thing. We have to make it clear we stand with uh, Taiwan. But in doing that, we have to start taking steps to weaken our dependence on China. I mean, to have 90 plus percent of the uh, pharmaceuticals that we need, if God forbid there's ever another uh, pandemic uh, manufactured in China, gives them really uh, almost a life and death their stranglehold over us. Uh, these are things that have to be resolved. Also, all the American uh, companies that invest in China, China uh, is very strict about them. It's where they can be. When uh, Chinese companies want to invest in the United States, they invest near uh, military sites, near sensitive security locations. And that's just something that has to uh, – we, we have to – I know Congressman D'Esposito is introducing legislation which would uh, basically be uh, you know, reciprocal. For everything that uh, China does here, we should be allowed to do over there. And in no instance, though, should they be allowed to locate near sensitive locations because we realize that they are absorbing every bit of possible information they can, which I think is also the situation on TikTok. I wouldn't be supporting uh, banning TikTok just for the content to what they have. That's a free speech area that shouldn't necessarily be done by Congress. But I do think it should be banned because of the fact that it's basically uh, owned and runs directly or indirectly by the communist Chinese government. And they are sucking up information about every American who's on TikTok. And that gives them a tremendous uh, intelligence advantage going into uh, uh, if, if there is any type of confrontation with us or threatened conf uh, confirmation, uh, confrontation, 
they would definitely have the upper hand as far as knowing what we're doing, who does it, and how we do it. So that, to me, is very uh, dangerous. It has to be. Uh, that's why I would say that TikTok should you know should be banned. Now, now other well, why did would... Senator Senator Rand Paul, I understand, on Thursday or Friday, is against banning uh, TikTok? Well, what is his uh, thoughts? I would say with Rand Paul is he is like an absolute libertarian, believes in uh, not having any restrictions on free speech at all. He sees this as a free speech issue. I see it. I see it as a national security issue. I'm not. I mean, listen, I don't like a lot of the stuff that's on TikTok, but that's maybe not for me to judge or decide. What is for us to decide, though, is should we be allowing China to continue to have access to the records of Americans? You know, once you're on one of these uh, uh, platforms, all the information about you is there, where you work, who you are, who you deal with, what your favorite issues are, topics are, everything about you. And so that could be now taken by the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government. So Rand Paul sees it as being free speech. I see it as being national security. I think in this stage of the game, uh, Congressman, I think national security is more important, uh, especially if China is involved. I mean, if a European country was involved, I can understand it. But with with a potential possible enemy, and I hope I hope they're not going to be our enemy. Uh, I I think, uh, and you remember Homeland Security, so uh, I respect your opinion. Also, it's another issue, a uh, foreign policy issue, but it's also somewhat personal to me. Is this uh, Friday, Good Friday, upcoming uh, Good Friday, will be the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, which was signed in Belfast. Uh, it was between the Irish and British governments by all of the uh, uh, political parties in Northern Ireland and the South of Ireland. But most importantly, it was uh, brought together by Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton. He worked with uh, Tony Blair, the British Prime Minister, Bertie Arden, the Irish Prime Minister, and all of the parties in Northern Ireland. And this was a conflict that was going on one way or the other, 800 years. And uh, basically it was felt that no one could resolve it. The fighting was going on. People were being killed. Bill Clinton, uh, and there was no big uh, election issue for him, but he had been in that area of the world back in 1969 when he was a student. He saw what was happening, and he strongly felt that the United States could be the honest broker. We're very close with all of the parties involved. And if there was one person who in and guarantee what was going to happen, it was Bill Clinton. If there was an agreement worked out, we would be, in effect, a diplomatic guarantor. And I remember being, uh, being involved with Bill Clinton on that, working with Tony Blair, working with Bertie Hart, working with Jerry Adams, who was head of what was then the Sinn Féin, the political wing. It was called the political wing of the IRA, other paramilitary-type groups, all of them. And uh, I remember it was supposed to be a Holy Thursday agreement, John, but uh, you know, it was delayed. It went on and on. This was about two years of negotiations that George Mitchell was involved in with Bill Clinton calling the shots. And it went on into the middle of the night on the Good Friday. I remember I fell asleep. I've been talking to Belfast, talking to the White House all day Thursday into Friday morning. I fell asleep. I got a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning from the White House saying that they had signed the agreement just about a half hour before. And uh, so it became the Good Friday Agreement, but it would not have happened without uh, Bill Clinton. And uh, it's still in effect. It's not perfect. Every now and then the new government that was created, which is a power-sharing government, it's stalled, but the violence has not returned. There's always a danger, some small group. Uh, may start trouble again, but the fact is it'll never go back to what it was. We had barbed wire and tanks and no-go areas for everyone. 
Protestants only go in one section, Catholics in another. There were separate taxi cabs for different religions and groups. Not that it was really religious, just having the people who happened to be Protestant or uh, pro-British, those who were uh, Catholic happened to be pro-Irish. It's a, really just an accident of history. It was not a religious war, but it was a bit of a war, and Bill Clinton deserves more credit than anyone for bringing that about, bringing that agreement about. It was long and hard, but he stuck with it, which no other American president ever even tried to do. Well, you and Bill Clinton did a great job, and uh, uh, the world thanks you because it's one less problem to worry about. And someday we'll talk about the uh, the uh, agreements we had between uh, the Ukraine, Great Britain, and Russia, because you were there. You remember the Homeland Security Committee, and right. and uh, we'll do that another day. I look forward to it, John, and I again wish everyone a, a happy Palm Sunday and. Uh, it's, uh, again, you know, the weather is clearing up. It's getting better. Baseball is back. WABC is stronger than ever. So, John, our, our world is good. Let's make sure the rest of the world is just as good. I agree 100%. Thank you, Congressman Peter King, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you, John.